and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson and I am joined in the car, as always, by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's up? Those are uh, the sound effects of uh, the Miami Herald's mobile office in Coral Gables, uh, sitting outside uh, the Starbucks that we so frequently work at this time of year. Correct. Want to get this recorded before uh, Susan has to sit in traffic to drive back home to Broward County. We're looking at the GPS right now. It's uh, not looking good. So uh, it is Thursday afternoon. Uh, Last time we are out at Coral Gables this week. Um, Last time we're at Coral Gables before uh, Mario Cristobal's first press conference of the regular season uh, on Monday. Uh, We are, when when most of you are listening to this, uh, probably be seven or eight days away from the start of the regular season. Um, by the time some of you listen to this, there might have already been college football games played because games get started on Saturday, including uh, Florida State Duquesne. I know Susan Ooh. will be uh, watching that one. I'll be staying up late for Hawaii Vanderbilt at 10.30 p.m. Um, college football season is here. Like We're, we're, we're here. Uh, Mario Cristobal today uh, said this was kind of the end of training camp for them, was the day kind of the training camp started to blend with that week one preparation for Bethune-Cookman. Um, you could tell that their players are excited to start thinking about playing someone else, even if it's just Bethune-Cookman, who uh, should be a sort of kind of like a preseason game more than it is a, a, a opener. But uh, we are right on the verge uh, of this season getting started. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm excited. All of a sudden, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I, it's funny. I was out at, uh, I, I covered a high school game the other night, uh, Edison game, and was talking to Nathaniel Joseph, and he was uh-huh. he said to me, he was like, I just want the season to start. I was, I was like, I've been saying the same thing. We've been talking about the same things for eight months, it feels like, waiting for the Mario Cristobal era to kick off. All the excitement, all the way he's he's going to change things. And it has been, obviously, the summer oh, was, yeah. was really fun to be a Miami fan, right? All the recruits they were getting. But uh, everyone's been waiting just to see this in action, a new offense, a new defense, a new everything, except for the quarterback, it feels like. Um, and I and I love that they're starting against Bethune-Cookman. I'm not being funny. I really yeah. mean it. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad they're not starting against Alabama again. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, I... I'm, I'm, they got a couple weeks to build up, up some good cupcakes. vibes. My hand is up for cupcakes. What about yours? That yeah, be a question. I mean that's uh, that's uh, that's I, people complain about the uh, the FCS games, right? The uh, non the cupcake games. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, people kind of like I don't know. They they kind of forget there's no preseason in college football. Like you don't get a preseason game. So um, I, I think starting doesn't necessarily have to be with the FCS opponent, but starting with a game like. You know, they play Southern Miss in week two, who went three and nine last year. Like, that would qualify as well as a cupcake game, I think. Starting with those, when you're a team like Miami that has, um, well, especially like in a situation where Miami is with a new coach and everything, but for anyone, starting with a game like that, it's kind of your preseason game. And you need that. Yeah, in, in I, a like lot of that. Ways. I like that. I like that. Think of how many like times, that. like, a good big, pl- a big game uh, between two good teams at the start of the year winds up being like, you kind of feel like you should throw it out later in the year. Yeah, it's always I, those Miami FSU games, Labor Day games, and stuff. Mm-hmm. When they used to have those, I I couldn't stand those. You know, the difference was always a botched yeah. snap or something like that. I I 
Miami, uh, Florida, a couple years ago, remember? Wasn't there like a missed field goal that yeah, really crushed Miami in that one? You just like, don't feel, uh, you don't feel as satisfied. I mean, uh, now the fun stuff about the fun thing about playing Bethune Cookman is um, every ever all the fans walk away, happy. no matter what. Yeah, they're happy. Get but, to cultivate good vibes for a yeah, couple of weeks exactly. here. No matter what, no matter how much they know and we know that that's not. It's not a realistic uh, expectation or whatever. You can't help but thinking, oh, Miami. it's fun to win. It's fun to win. Yeah, it's UN not fun to lose. Yeah, might be really good this year. We always think that. We say, no, we're not going to think that. We're not going to. But then when they win, we're like, you know, they look pretty good, right? I know it was Bethune. So I, I kind of like that vibe. Right before, yeah, and like I said, for Mario Cristobal, where they got they're gonna be trying, you know, they gotta figure out this offense and they gotta, I don't know, we don't we don't know what right. a game day is gonna look like for all these guys. They, they love practicing for Mario, it sounds like, but they never played for him on a game day. Like, there, there's a lot of stuff that they gotta work out, and um, I feel and, I, I feel a and, lot better about Miami's chance to beat Texas A&M since it's in week three than I would if it was week one. I agree. And you know what? Next week we'll talk well, yeah, about Yeah, we'll coaches. do a season preview we'll next week. We'll talk about also how this is going to be different for coaches Yeah. next week. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah, next so, week will be our season it. preview. Um, this week will be kind of our wrap-up of training camp because, as we said, um, we are, we've hit that point where camp is over. Pre, like We are in week one preparation, as, as Mario Cristobal uh, put it today. Yep. Um, obviously, that'll really begin in earnest uh, next week when they're ahead, like when when it's game week. But but this week is they're they're tired of just banging bodies against each other. They want to start thinking about what that opening game is going to look like and, and thinking about how teams are going to try to defend them, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but we are at uh, so at the end of training camp, there's storylines. We've been writing about the same things. It feels like for a month, basically. And yeah. uh, inevitably, we're going to look back at some of the stuff we wrote. In, if we if we were going to look back in the middle of October and look back at some of the stuff we wrote, uh, we would be like, oh, that was kind of crazy. That's what we were talking about. Uh, so I've got uh, six topics here. I've got a, a little game we're going to play. I have not come up with a catchy name for it. But basically, the idea is going to be like reason to worry or just training camp nonsense caution whatever so uh six things that are have been kind of the the negative storylines through camp the positives there's been a lot of positives we've talked about defensive line um the quarterback play obviously we're not going to touch on that stuff today we're going to talk about some of the things that are might be reasons for concern going into the year and whether we think they're actually reasons to worry or if they're just like a story that we get to the start of the regular season and what happened in training camp. It was just training camp stuff. Um, so number one, it, it will let us hit on the news of the week. Uh, injuries at running back. Um, last week, I think we talked about Trevante Citizen uh, done for the season with an injury. And we're like, all right, that's not good, but whatever. He's the fifth running back. Um, well, then Don Chaney gets an injury uh, that will keep him out, as Mario Cristobal said, for, quote, weeks. Um, several, several excuse me, weeks. Several weeks. Yeah, right. so they expect him back at some point in the year, but all of a sudden, Miami's down to three running backs, and then, you know, you can get by with three running backs, but then you're one injury away from a crisis. And then on uh, practice on Tuesday, uh, we're out there, and no sign of Jalen Knighton. Um, Mario Cristobal said today that he was back, he has been back at practice since. But 
uh, been back, but they're gonna. But they're taking a lot of yeah. caution with him, and or with everybody. Yeah. Um, so, is these injuries that have piled up at running back a reason to panic, or uh, something that we're not gonna be talking about in a couple of weeks? Reason to panic. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to not say that. You know, it's like I said, if you can get by with three running backs all year, right? I think that's perfectly fine. But it's a fragile situation where we saw it this week where all of a sudden for at least one day of practice Miami was down to two scholarship running backs and that is a lot tougher to juggle um, than three obviously that, that's why those injuries matter they pile up at that position yeah especially uh, well Travante was a true freshman yeah but I, we, we, we said but we knew he was going to contribute in some capacity oh, yeah I think even yeah more than just some I think he was going to contribute maybe they were going to see how he did, how yeah. he held up. And he, they definitely would have seen the first game. Right, yeah. Okay. They were going to get a chance uh, to work him in and yeah, see how he sure. played. Yeah. And special teams. Who knows how good, you know, they need help with special teams. Um, and I think Jalen Knighton, uh, you know, we've heard, uh, I'm not sure. I, it's, I don't know if it's actually a... An, there, something was bothering him, you know, right. his leg, something in his legs, hamstring, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, it's enough that there's a fine line between that and getting really injured right. for a long time, a recurring kind of injury. Um, and he has great hands. Yeah. Um, and is very fast. He was very um, good down the stretch last year when he got to take over as the yeah, running back for this a, team. He's a, he's a workhorse. Um, but, yeah, exactly what you said. I think it is kind of re- – it's reason to worry. Yeah, yeah. reason to – I do think so. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's the first first one, the first negative one, I guess. Yeah, they're one injury away from being in a, in a bad spot. Yeah, especially because uh, Josh Gaddis um, – really loves to use running backs. He, he likes to use a lot of running backs, right? Yeah, and, and we don't know, the, and we're going to talk about it more, but we don't know what the wide receivers are going to look like either. It's it's a big question mark for this team. Right. So, so yeah, the team was definitely going to last year. They were such a pass-heavy team. It was definitely going to skew toward more balance. Probably sure. still will, but uh, it's a lot trickier when you're down to running backs. Yep. All right, next one I got on this list, uh, on a similar note, it's uh, Zion Nelson's slow recovery from off-season knee surgery. Or um, maybe not slow. Maybe not slow, but just the so. fact that he has not been back at practice right. yet. He had that surgery um, right after July 4th. His rehab, yeah. At uh, the time he told you it was going to be a six- to eight-week probably recovery. Uh, we've, we're past that six-week mark now. We're not at the eight-week. Eight-week, I think, would be um, put him back like the week of the Bethune-Cookman game. Um, but anyway, we saw. But he's he's a bit. Here's the thing about Zion. He's he's a, a huge guy. He's yeah. a big guy, and I think the big guys you got to be really careful about. I, there's a lot of mm-hmm. body weight they're putting on the knees, um, a lot of wear and tear, you know. Um, and they need like all positions, but they they have to you know, use those knees a lot. Yeah, in, and it sounds in, like that's what the injury, not an injury, but that's what right. the surgery was for. It was not like he tore his ACL. Well, yeah, so it, it was, it's, 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 he said loose particles in, in cartilage, 
in the knee, and that's that's painful. Uh, it's very painful every time you move. Um, and it's like a wear and not, tear injury more than exactly, like he got clipped exactly. and but his knee buckled. But the thing is, it gets exacerbated if you don't do anything about it. And um, so, uh, I think it's really important that he totally heals that. Yeah. As I mean, totally heals that and feels good in healing it so that he doesn't compensate by doing something else weird mm-hmm. and then that in effect like by leaning one way or taking pressure off one leg or and then starts getting sore in his hip or sore in his right I, I just think yeah it, I, I remember when he when I talked to him in media day he talked about like I think for a while they were just trying to like strengthen the leg and hopefully avoid surgery and eventually like it just kind of became necessary but obviously they had the surgery then because, like, I'm sure there was a cutoff yep. date where they sat, where they were like, yeah. you got to have it by now so you're ready. Maybe not for week one, but this is another reason why it's good to start with Bethune-Cookman and uh, Southern oh, Miss. Sure. Is they're not rushing him back. So it's a big story because this guy's an All-American tackle, um, potential first-round pick, maybe the best player on this team regardless of position. Um, but by the time these games really matter, starting with Texas A&M, He's going to be out on the field. Like, so to me, it's yeah, not, but, not a reason to panic because I don't expect and I, and you know what this I'll to affect him too much this year. But oh, Definitely not. But I also think he needs he needs to practice. Right, exactly. Okay? I mean, Mario, you asked Mario today, has he had, had a complete practice yet? And Mario said no. Yeah. He has not had one yeah. complete. He has not. Let's face it. He probably has. Well. He might have. We saw him. We've seen the him. Shoulder pads. Yeah, we've seen him out there on the field. But from you time know, to time. they didn't put him in, in going against the defense no. or anything. He's probably doing individual drills and working with the coaches and stuff. But yeah. he needs to get in there because there has to be some kind of groove you have to get into. Yeah. Because on the offensive line, you're working. It's your your offense, like with the other guys. You're working yeah. together. Yeah. So to so. me, not a reason to panic. Um, because no. because. No. Like I said, he's going to practice. It sounds like maybe next week he'll, he'll be back out on yeah, the field. Yeah, I would think Definitely by the week after, it sounds like. So, uh, you know, gonna, I, I don't yeah. expect him to play week one. Um, I haven't expected him to play week one all along. No. Um, but it's not going – well, but like I said, by the time these games are really important, starting probably with Texas A&M, he's going to be out on the field. And I'm sure they're thinking the same way we're thinking that we want him to be – as close to 100% as possible in time yeah. for that A&M game. And that means take time with him, be patient with him to get back on the field, and, and, then, and then give him time to ramp up to be yeah. part of the group and fully ready to contribute and by the, way, by the while time you're, they're in college And by station. the way, while you're doing that, develop your other guys. Yeah, John Campbell's been like a yeah. major bright spot, it sounds like, in camp. Let's see what he can do, and let's get everybody else not uh, dependent. On yeah. Zion, you know, so see how they can do it on their own. Yeah, I, I would like to see him play in the Southern Miss game. I would say Zion, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Let him get a little action, get his feet wet. Even it's kind of. I think we've been saying we've been saying it for quarter. a month. Yeah, we've been saying it for a month. Uh, but yeah, not not a reason to panic. I think it's it's a story that by the time we get to the end of the year, we'll be like, oh yeah, remember when Zion was? You know, was, I, was I, God, this is totally. Uh, on a different subject, but think about what we were. Every, fans were freaking out about uh, uh, James Williams, or or who was it, Letter Tail? You know, when guys weren't playing right away last year. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta. You, the, there's the right time for everything, and I think Mario's really good at that. 
by the mm-hmm. way. So, uh, knowing. All right, what's next? Uh, next up, rounding. I guess we got two more on the offense, kind of. One more uh, on the offense, position specific. Uh, wide receivers have been dropping a lot of balls. It's been, I don't know, deja vu all over again, right? Yeah. Uh, but just kind of largely, the wide receivers have been right. a question mark. Um, is the uneven play of the wide receivers in the preseason uh, a reason to worry, or is it uh, just training camp hullabaloo? Uh, reason to worry. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I mean... I'm, I don't even care that much about drops in practice. Like, I know it's yeah. not great, like, whatever. It's Practice is so different in the game. It's just that combined with the fact that, uh, I mean, Tyler Van Dyke is like, I still got to find a... What, I mean, I, I like Xavier Restrepo. He's going to catch yeah. a lot of balls over the middle for me, but... Yeah, you want someone gotta to find take someone. charge. Yeah. You want, you want a, uh, the, the, you know, the breakout guy, um... The breakout guy on the outside. Yeah. Okay. And um, I think there is, and 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 we know there's definitely talent. We say the same thing every time. Michael Redding, uh, the third. Uh, you know, Keyshawn. Yeah. You Smith. look. I think it's. Uh, you got Redding, Brinson, George, Brashard Smith. Those guys were all four-star recruits. Some of them were all Americans. Uh, Keyshawn Smith was actually, I think, the least heralded of that group, but obviously was, uh, I think, yeah. started a, a bunch of games last year. So yeah, he was a t- he's a top returning wideout. Yeah, I think with a yardage, a yardage, I think, I think, over yes. four hundred yards, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, you need you need some guys to really that cliche, but it's true. Step up. Uh, and be consistent. Yeah. I think that's just what Mara Cristobal is looking for. So, yeah, it's definitely a reason to worry when you have a quarterback as proficient as Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah. It's know. an interesting spot for Tyler to be in because uh, last year, and he certainly elevated Mike Harley and, and uh, Charleston Rambo. They obviously started doing better when he got in. But at the same time, he was – those guys took a lot of the burden off him. The fact that he just – Chuck and it up to knew, Charleston exactly. Rambo. Exactly. He knew he could throw that ball, and one of those guys was getting yeah. it. Yeah. This year, he's going to have to elevate other guys in a way that he did not last year. Yeah. Um, you know, not just throw to open receivers. You know, he's going to have to throw to a lot of open receivers, but the difference between a, a t- having a, a good offense, a very good offense like they did the year before, and, and not having such a great offense in some past years is those wide receivers who can win those 50-50 balls, and that's... Uh, he basically said it today. We've got a lot of guys who can do that. I, I brought up Ravella Brinson, who obviously everyone thinks about the catch he had against Central Connecticut State last year, and we see him make some crazy catches in practice sometimes. But there's a difference between a guy who can make one crazy catch and a guy who is just going up and snagging balls. On yeah, a, and a guy who's going to be going up against Texas A&M. Yeah, exactly. Clemson. Yeah, or... Texas A&M's got an All-American cornerback, uh, Antonio Johnson, I think is his name. Um, so, yeah, they're going yeah. to get tested. Yeah. Um, last one on the offense. Uh, by all accounts, the, the offense has kind of been beaten up a little bit by the defense in the first two scrimmages. Uh, is that a reason to, to panic, or is it just training camp stuff? I, don't, I really wish I came up with a better uh, <laughs> I don't term. think it's training camp stuff. Uh, I don't think it's a I mean that one um okay 
So I'm a person who thinks a dominant defense is really uh -huh. good. Okay? Really good. So, and Mario kind of said the same thing. He's like, well, you have two sides of the ball. Yeah, someone's right? got to win. You're coaching both sides of the ball. All right. Um, one of them is dominating. So what that means, he's, he's like, I'm not going to let up on these guys. They're going to, I want them to go kind of all out against each other. So if one of them dominates, uh, that's great for the side that dominates. You're happy about that. But the other side better, better improve. Okay. They, it's the only way they yeah. can do it is by, they keep going against that dominant defense, mm -hmm. right? Hopefully they don't get, keep getting injured. All <laughs> right. But. So, in one respect, I love it. I love the D. There's something about a really good D. Oh, that's the Miami. That's like old school Miami, Yeah, right? it's old school Miami. In the other respect, uh, you do want the defense to get better. So, it's a, God, I, it's a reason to worry a little bit about the offense and a reason to be happy about the defense. That's a really bad, it's a win. So, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of come down to the Mario Cristobal thing where it's like, Someone's got to win in these practices, right? Like, we we always joke about how in the past it was always, oh, the defense won the first scrimmage. Oh, the offense looked like way better in the second scrimmage. Right. Like, you know, you can kind of rig it however you want. You can but, rig it. They, I think they rigged it. But um, I, I think, like, I don't know, every coach will tell you about this. It's like, it's hard to, you know, every, every play in scrimmage, you're cheering about something, you're frustrated about something else. So, to me, I, I don't worry about any of the, like, well, Who won in the scrimmage? Yeah, but to what extent, David? Like, I, like I, I don't know. I mean, I just have questions about the offense that are broader than like they lost two scrimmages to the defense. Oh, for right? sure. I, I have, I personally, more than you, I had questions about the running game. Okay, because I more than than you seem to. I st and obviously Don Cheney's out now. Yeah. Okay, and several weeks it might be more than several weeks. Yeah. I, 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 we don't know. When a coach says several weeks that's a bad sign. Yeah. Okay and when a coach says several weeks but we think he could return. Okay he could return by the end of the season. To me that's like hmm. Yeah that's like maybe months. Yeah and maybe he won't return. I don't know this but it's not a, it's not a good sign. Yeah so I so to begin with I didn't think there was one like kick-ass running back. I'm trying no, to... No, yeah. I, 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 I never thought of that, okay? And now, I, I'm not sure about the... I think Restrepo's going to be very good, but the, you need a big, tall yeah. guy who can stretch the field and yeah. whatever. There, there's I, a million so great I'm, slot receivers around the country. Yeah. It's, I'm, you know, tight ends, that's nice. That's good. They, they seem... Probably like, the strongest position group on the team, tight ends, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, if Will Mallory is healthy. hopefully healthy. So... Yeah, I think, okay, it's reason for concern, but again, happy about the D. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair way to come down on it. Um, as is, uh, was it Jafari Harvey today? It was like, yeah, maybe we, <laughs> you asked, like, what is the offense? You know, you're, you're watching every day. What does the offense need to do better? And he goes, maybe we just have a good defense. Yeah, that was funny. But that's been the running theme of camp, so. I like uh, that. I like that because that was, Jafari is not usually like that. And so <laughs> they're, they take a lot of pride in that. That's good. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, pivoting over to the defense now. Uh... One guy who's been kind of quiet that I know people always want to talk about is uh-huh. Leonard Taylor, uh, who we've only been out there to see one full practice, and he was running with the ones in that practice, we should say, um, but we just have not heard a lot of buzz about Leonard Taylor uh, in training camp. Is that a reason for concern, or is that just training camp storylines, basically? Not a reason for concern at all. I agree. I, I actually the fact think, that we saw him I, run with the ones in that one in that one practice after not hearing anything about him at any point before that makes me like all right he's just doing doing his thing. There's so many defensive linemen to talk about. Exactly. I I think it's actually a reason. Uh, you know, as as Mario Cristobal said today, that there are so many good D linemen. I I mean, he he talked about a lot of tackles. Yeah. So, um, inc- including LT, yeah. right? Yeah, he did bring him up. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, Daryl Jackson. Daryl Jackson, he said they've been the most consistent. Yeah, inside. Actually, Mario said, uh, yeah, Mario said that actually they're looking for a little more um, the, the improvement inside, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but that I think the DNs are the... Uh, dominant. Yeah, well, they Mesador has been a standout by all accounts. Obviously, Jafari Harvey uh, has been a standout. Agude, Agude. Uh, a lot of them yeah. have been standouts. I think uh, the, the um, I think that, wow, I, I'm definitely drinking the Kool-Aid about the D-line. <laughs> so, I, so the thing is, um, I don't think it's a reason to worry. I think they're all just really good. And he said that. Mario said we'd like them to get a little to improve a little the inside, but he's like, but they're really, really good. And he doesn't really say that usually. Yeah. If he doesn't mean it. And then uh, you know, he just like we said, reeled off everybody, Daryl Jackson, yeah. Jordan Miller. I think he listed every Alan defensive Hay. tackle, like including guys who are probably not gonna play this year. Yeah. Guys and, like Alan High who, you know, are kind of buried on the depth chart it looks like. Yeah. Inco- intru- including Leonard Taylor, right? Jared yeah, Harris Jared Harrison Hunt, Hyde. a lot of them. So, um, no, I think uh, I think UM is in good shape there, yeah. definitely. Leonard Taylor also strikes me as a guy who's always better on game day than he is in practice, right? Like, because yeah, it definitely. always feels like all last year the coaches are always like, and you're still hearing the same things when he, he gets brought up, like still learning, like still needs to like, you know, get a little bit more consistent, and then you put him on the field and he gets a tackle for loss like basically on the first snap people like he's just yeah. he's such a disruptive player in a way that I think 
in practice, you, you, you want him to be perfect, right? You want him to not ever screw up a play. You want him to nail every assignment. You want him to be able to play in every situation, right? Because it's practice. Practice, you know, perfect practice makes perfect, right? But you put him in a game, he's so disruptive that it just covers up all the other mistakes he I makes. Mean, you know, it must be hard, like the inside guys or the big, big, really mm-hmm. big rounder kind of guys that are, I, I, I would think it's tough in this heat and all that. I know yeah. they're, you know, um, it's tough for the linemen. Um, and I mean, the defensive ends are, are the ones that are a little more cut and they have a little more speed. Yeah. And, they seem to be, you know, so I think it might be tough, but uh, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing is they're going to rotate, like we said, they're going to play, I mean, how many defensive tackle? Like you've got, obviously, Taylor, Harrison Hunt, Jordan Miller, Antonio Moultrie, Jacob Lichtenstein, Daryl Jackson. Like those are six yeah. guys who are like going to play in right. some capacity, plus maybe on high as well. Um, like the other thing is Leonard Taylor you could just play him on third down third and third and seven all the time. And like, it makes the job a lot easier. Like he's going to put up numbers because of the way that they're going to be able to use guys situationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one I've got on this list is uh, linebackers. Um, and that is mostly, I don't know the way to phrase this one. I almost said like, is, is Caleb Johnson's quiet camp a concern? Mostly just the idea that they went out, they, they added Caleb Johnson as a transfer. They got uh, uh, Wesley Bassaint in as a, a big-time recruit. Um, yeah, it still kind of seems like we're, we're seeing a lot of the same guys who were a problem last year. Um, so is is the, the fact that we have no new stars at linebacker uh, a reason for concern or just we're not seeing a lot this training camp? We, it's hard to know. Well, here's the thing. I, I think it's a reason for concern, okay? I don't... I, I, but I think people have to realize, just like Mario said, um, that we knew from the beginning that they don't have as many, that yeah. they're, they're lacking the depth at linebacker. We knew. It's not like, oh, my God, surprise. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I think Caleb Johnson... We don't. We don't really. See, right? right. So we that's the thing. See. So there's. There's. I'd I, say there are. I so think last they might year. Be good. I, right. I, so last year was basically Corey Flag uh, of the guys returning. Corey Flag, Wayman Steed, uh, Keontra Smith. Right. We're kind of the linebackers. Um, right. And I think there was like a, an optimism, a hope, from Miami fans, and I don't know if the coaching staff felt the same way that between Caleb Johnson, Wesley Bassaint, and Chase Smith, who looked really good in in spurts at the end of last year, like. They kind of have this whole new look, right? They'd have all these new guys who are ready to step up and really push those guys for playing time. And, um, you know, maybe maybe you got, maybe got those are your new three top guys by the end of the year. Um, and honestly, maybe that is the case, and we're just not seeing it. Uh, we've not – it's hard to – I think it's really hard to judge linebackers in, in a practice setting where you can't – you know, you can tackle, but you're not like – yeah, and they can't. Yeah, they can. But like now, for example, he said they can't bring guys to the ground anymore. Yeah. They've got to l- lay off and ease up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. And plus now, and you said this to me. I mean, there's a the D linemen are so good. They're going to cover up a lot of their mistakes. Or they're going to make it. I don't know about covering up. They're going to make it easier for them. Yeah, I think. And I, and I, they're gonna they're gonna have to play a lot of DBs like cause the safeties are too good. You're gonna have to have some times where you're 
Yes. Like, James Williams is basically playing outside linebacker, right? Like, it'd be irresponsible not to, like, do stuff like that. I know he doesn't want to play linebacker, but you still call him a safety and you put him in the box or whatever. Like, I think there's going to be ways around their deficiencies at linebacker. And then the biggest addition, bigger addition probably than Caleb Johnson or Wesley Vesaint, uh, is Charlie Strong, right? Like, his track yeah. record, like... Good point, yep. Like, And then just a new defense that hopefully will make life easier on the linebackers than the defense that they had before. Like, I'm... I'm not panicking about the linebackers. Um, I'm not, like, enthused about them. It's still the clear weakness of the defense. And but... we don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think we still don't really know. Wesley Bissain, I don't know. Does he have – is he still a little bit injured? I, I know yeah, that sounds know. funny. Right. We don't really know. Right. Because uh, I think he's he's a big talent. Yeah. So, uh, we don't – yeah, but I think it's – reason to worry but only because we were worried all along right exactly i don't have any new new concern right it's it's um and again like those guys that i listed uh, caleb johnson wesley bassan maybe even chase smith like linebacker is another spot kind of like i said with um the defensive line or like leonard taylor where he seems like he's better in games than he is in practice right like linebacker is definitely a spot where you like it's totally different when you're out on the field for a game than it is when you're in practice and you kind of know what's coming a little bit right um, and maybe a guy like Caleb Johnson who stuffed the stat sheet at UCLA, like, maybe maybe we're going to get to the season yeah. and he's going to just, like, look like by far their best linebacker in a way that it's hard it's hard for a linebacker to stand out like that, I think, in practice, unless you're, like, a freak-like edge right. rusher-type linebacker. Yep. Well, I think they're they're fortunate that they, they're, they're beefed up on the D-line and in the uh, – and in DB's department. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. good about everywhere on the defense, kind of butt linebacker. Yep, right? agree. And uh, and again, I think, I think you know they're deep. They're certainly deeper than they were there last year, which, you know, they were Definitely. they were very thin there last year. Um, you know, like Ryan Ragoni and had a pretty good year when he had to get thrown in. And like he's just a name we haven't like. I don't I don't know if his name's been brought up at all. And and, um, you know, if you can avoid playing walk-ons. Uh, you know, no disrespect to Ryan Ragoni, who, like I said, was, like, a good... Filled in admirably whenever he had to come in. Um, you're, you're in better shape, and you can just knock all those guys a little bit further down the depth chart. All right. Um, I think we can wrap things up there, unless you got anything else before uh, you go sit in traffic for a couple hours. Oh, I know. It's terrible. Looking up if Ryan Ragone, Ragoni got a scholarship. He might. He probably... I bet he did. Non-recruited player. There, there needs to be a better way to talk about that. Because, like, so today I put Devin Perry in my story. I said walk-on really running back. But for all I know, like, I don't know, maybe he's on scholarship now. Like, they, they don't they don't make it clear. It's hard to, they need a, I get why they don't do it. But it's never totally clear who's on scholarship. Unless they do one of those videos where, like, Ryan Ragoni gets a scholarship, you know. So, um. I'm looking, I'm looking. It's <laughs> taken a while. Um, oh, oh, no, University of Miami. Student athletes earn degrees. Uh, that doesn't help me. Okay. But anyway. So yeah. It's uh, it's we're almost here. It's almost time for the season to get started. Uh, we'll be back next week to do our season preview. Obviously, we'll we'll preview the Bethune Cookman game a little bit, but I think we're gonna do more of a season preview. Uh, sure. Maybe maybe do some predictions about how Miami finishes and. 
okay. stuff like that. That's I think we good. I think I we can like make that. it fun. Um, yeah. Because, you know, they, sh- they should be Bethune-Cookman by a lot. Uh, like we said, they are cultivating good vibes for the first few weeks of this season. So uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Um, follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson 2 Obviously, we've got the daily coverage. We'll also be rolling out a bunch of uh, preseason stuff next week, right? Our uh, season preview section. No, no, no. Uh, well, in print, it'll drop on September 8th, but oh, we'll be rolling oh, it out online, some of it, certainly, no, I uh, get next week. Going. Yeah, you got to figure that out. <laughs> um, so uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week.